We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network where the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. I say that because we're being uh, authentic and transparent. Not all this gaslighting you get, right? Like ESPN was gaslighting you, saying that they report on the NFL, that they're not actually part of the NFL. And their so-called reporting, it's really PR, right? Like Killian Conway or uh, Jen Pisaki or whatever her name is for Biden, right? Where they try to just spin things. And when you're betting on games, the last thing you need is spin. You need to get real in, in reality. I deal in finance. I have an MBA. I have financial certifications and licenses. So when you manage people's life savings, you better be real or you're going to get sued and put in jail, right? So I have to keep it real. I have a fiduciary responsibility to everybody to protect the public. And one way we protect the public is with sports betting picks, right? So every single business meeting has a purpose and an outcome. So that's one of the purposes. The other one, you know, mental health first aid kit, financial first aid kit, and you have to have an outcome. The outcome is, knock on wood, we've got 24, uh, 17 last year, six this year, uh, and a couple of weeks the, the week before. So let's call it 24, 25 straight weeks of profit. When we get there, it's having a reality check and we use business and financial uh, concepts. I read that book back there in gold and red called Decision Science, used by Fortune uh, 50 companies, your Amazons, your Googles, your Apples to make management decisions. That's the same process we used to bet on games. Every game is an investment. So we this is what I call the Rene Descartes podcast, right? Rene Descartes said, life left unexamined is not worth living. So we differentiate between bets and wagers and short-term investments. Really what it, what a betting on a game is a short-term option. You got an option between two teams in a line and you place your uh, wager, right? And you get a clear result, either right or wrong. Can't be half pregnant. You either got the bet wrong or you got the bet right. So we dif- differentiate with between bets that we use decision signs, we went by the book, we use math, we identify the problem, and then we use logic rigorously to come up with the answer. Or it was good or bad luck. Another management maxim is that if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So I got somebody who's a lot tougher, a lot smarter than I am, Chad Nolan, starting wide receiver. Las Vegas Knights, and he's helping me with a Hawthorne effect. Whatever you track and measure, improves his performance by 10 to 20%. He's helping me 
figure out bets we got wrong last week on the podcast. Was it bad luck or was it bad thinking? Thank you, Chad. Yep. It's my favorite one. Love it. Good yeah, stuff. Because it provides consistency, right? So, you know, it really, it really kind of, well, I can say that for a fact now, for the last 25 weeks, it's eliminated what happened to a lot of people who bankrolls got wiped out doing a bunch of teasers and parlays with Jacksonville. When we told you on, <laughs> we told you on the podcast, the most likely Jacksonville was going to win on the money line. We're probably the only podcast that said that. And we gave you the whys. Why Jacksonville was going to get the call in London, right? So uh, we'll go through all of them. Uh, you made a great pick there, Chad, on that game. You were all over that first half under, and we got it 23 and a half. We cast the plus four. I missed on the first half money line, and we missed on the over 47. Uh, what do you think about that game? Was that bad luck or bad thinking on our part? Uh, you know, both those teams are not, you know, great explosive offensively. So, um, you know, I just we, – we were kind of thinking that there was going to be a late score, which we didn't get. Um, right. You know, finished at 43, uh, last second field goal. Um you know, I, I don't feel terrible about it, but yeah, I, I might have, you know, just kind of recency bias from the week before, the London game before, sneaking over at the very end. Um, very similar game to that game. It just, yeah, it just didn't go our way at the end. Um, well, one I, thing, one thing that it could factor in, that I am going to factor in the, uh, in the future, is with the old Steve Spurrier line, right, coach of. Uh, the fun and gun Florida Gators. He said, right, that uh, those who uh, losers kick field goals, winners score touchdowns. And man, were these two loser teams just going for field goals, afraid to take chances with their young quarterbacks and trying to score touchdowns and get uh, this game over with. Yep. Another team with a young quarterback that, man, all they want to do is kick field goals. It's the Washington Redskins. And we thought the game was going to go over because Washington had been scoring points with Henneke, a quarterback. Got like a lot. But, man, they shut things down in a non-division game against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs uh, rolled them on offense with that air raid, right? The air raid, we, the quarterback and the wide receiver read the defense independent of each other if it's zone they cross and if it's man they go deep you know and uh washington what they did was a two shell right try to keep everything in front of them not let uh tyron get deep and the game stayed under uh still the chiefs scored in the 30s but washington scored not so i don't know i don't know if that was bad thinking on our part a lack of research or it was just one of those bad luck situations where uh, Washington decided not to score. Yeah. Um, before I get into that game, I just want one quote that you always used to say on this when you would do your Hawthorne effect when I first started listening to you was, uh, 
you know, we, we only learn from the games that we get wrong. Right. So that's why this is my favorite podcast is because I get to learn from all my wrong picks from the week before, you know, if a game, if a game go, if I pick a game that goes exactly how I thought and I cash my ticket, right. I don't necessarily learn anything because it went exactly how I thought. So um, really taking all the losses as an opportunity to evaluate, you know, reexamine your thinking. Um, Cause those are the only games you do get to learn from. So going into this Washington chiefs game, I think this is one where my thinking was flawed. Um, I was just kind of going off, you know what, the Chiefs are in a bounce back spot. They're going to throw up some big numbers. Uh, you know, their defense has been set, you know, medium, you know, not very good. Heineke can throw it around. I think, you know, the, 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 that Washington could, could get their plays. Um, and that was my thing going in. But now re- re-examining, I think that, you know, this being a non-division game against a, a superior opponent for Washington – Rivera scaled the offense way back. You know, he just is going to save stuff for the division games. You know, I don't really think he really felt like he could have won this with his best offensive scheme. So they went very vanilla on offense and pulled Heineke back. And I think that's something that we could have definitely, um, you know, considered more. And, you know, Rivera is a defensive guy. And, you know, he did scheme the Chiefs pretty well. You know, the first three quarters, he did keep them in check. You know, the – right. They were able to get to 31 late, you know. Um, you know, we were only – it came under by eight points or about, a you know, just a touchdown off from getting there. Uh, but, yeah, I just think the scheme of Rivera against the Chiefs was good, kept them in check for three quarters, and I think they just scaled back offensively in a non-division game against a superior – opponent um they just went Bella and just kind of you know uh got through the game and tried to make it you know they their philosophy was if we're gonna even hang around we're gonna do it defensively they're intended to get a shootout with the Chiefs at all if that you know thought thought that one through a little bit more um and, and played that under exactly and underestimating a Hall of Fame coach right after a couple losses uh, his ability to rally the troops, and really, I mean, they shut him down on offense and on defense. Uh, they shut the the Redskins' offense down, and then they they went up and down the field and imposed their will on offense. So, uh, shame on us for undervaluing Andy Reid in this situation. He's a Hall of Fame coach, a coach that won a Super Bowl for a reason, right? All right. So, Packers over 45. Well, one game that I completely blew uh, is I went to the well way too often with the Texans and the Lions. They're teams that covered as dogs. Davis Mills only has to make simple plays and the Texans covered, but he can do that. So when he can't make a simple read or a simple play, guys are watching on defense, watching this and like, oh, come on, man. I have to go back on the field. It's, you know, come on. So then they didn't get maximum effort out of that, their defense. 
in the second half because of that coming back on the field after three and out because Davis Mills uh-huh. cannot handle simple plays. You go on the Houston Chronicle, it's always a win. Sean Taylor coming back, right? Because he's so uh, horrible of a quarterback. And that's the reason this game did not go over a low total of uh, 43 points. And again, you have a coach who's won the Super Bowl, Andy Reid, Tree, Frank Wright, coming off a loss. Uh, again, undervalued Frank Wright's ability to rally the troops and beat an inferior opponent. And I think he's the reason the Philadelphia Eagles won that Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And he's a great coach. And I should not have doubted him in this situation against a pathetic Texans team. What do you think, Chad? Uh, yeah, I definitely think we got this one wrong. Um, like you said, we, we went to the well on the Texans too much. Um, you know, double-digit division dogs cover 80% of the time. Um, you know, so we were on that. That was kind of part of our thinking. And I think we just had too much recency bias with how the Houston did against the Patriots the previous week with Mills. Right. I'm thinking he's going to do that again. And, um you know, and it wasn't the case. The uh, the Colts lost a heartbreaker. You know, they kind of got embarrassed in a primetime spot. Right. You know, those guys have a lot of pride. And, you know, after you give up three straight, you know, touchdown drives to lose a game in overtime, you have handily won. Um, you know, just people, you know, what's going on? You know, they couldn't tackle. They couldn't stop anyone to save their life. You know, that – uh you know, they, uh, you know, they, they found their pride this week and they came back and said, like you said, an inferior opponent and, uh, you know, they whooped their ass. So, um, I think, yeah, you know, we, we could have, uh, could have, uh, you know, looked at the corporate governance of Frank Wright and the, 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 uh, the fact that the Colts were coming off that loss. Um, and, uh, yeah, and not overvalue Mills from his, you know, his previous, previous performance the week before, um, yeah, I think we, you know, we missed that one. And then, you know, thinking that, that, uh, you know, Mills was going to do more, let it kept us on the, you know, put us onto that over. Um, See, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we would have uh, lost the recency bias and gave the Colts a little bit more credit. Um, right. We would have been on the under, you know, in the Colts there. Right. So, yeah, the Colts and Lions is the same mistake, not repeating the same mistake helps us not have like that bad week some people have and then gives us an opportunity to have an 80% week on both uh, the totals and the sides. Now we were 80% on the sides and we were 50% on the totals. So those are two games where we got the totals wrong. Well, actually the Lions side, Texans side, we got wrong. So we would have been almost 90% if we would have used proper thinking. Uh, we got the total on the Texas. We thought it was going to be over 43. Uh, the Packers, we thought it was going to be over 45. And that's why every week is different. You have to analyze the situation. So we, the Bears, right, were like fool's gold against the Raiders because the Raiders basically weren't playing that game. They were distracted. 
They were kind of quitting. They didn't know what was going, what was going on. Now they know what was going on. They had Denver the next week versus uh, uh, Chicago, right? And their young quarterback, Fields, who Fields is one of those guys. He did nothing in college. He was throwing the wide open receivers. He didn't really, he had maybe one key. He didn't really read that much. He ran in big games. Um, and he got hurt, right? He gets hurt against Clemson after taking a big hit and does nothing against Alabama. So loses that game. Uh, and now he's playing against the Packers and Joe Barry, right? Joe Barry from Mike Tomlin to Tony Dungy. Monty Kiffin, they've won a lot of Super Bowls. So Joe Barry against a young and experienced quarterback. Remember, Belichick hasn't lost against a young guy. So we did have the side. We had the Packers. But we instead of over 45, we needed to go under 45. And I should have known that Joe Barry was going to shut that man down. So that one is on me not thinking the game – through enough and not and breaking the number two rule of betting, which is always do your research, right? So I had my research. I had to the uh, rigorous application of logic on that one. What are your thoughts on that, Chad? Yeah, I think we overvalued the Bears offense from the week before against the Raiders. Right. Like you said, uh, you know, Joe Barry – had a great scheme for a young quarterback off the Belichick coaching tree. And yeah, he, uh, he dialed it up. Um, you know, it could have, you know, that one finished at 38, you know, it was a touchdown away. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I think division game uh, with that, you know, with that, with that young rookie quarterback, they, they dialed it up. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, if we thought that one through, we should have been on that under. Uh, we kind of historically, those guys, teams have historically played high-scoring games, kind of went with the trendiness of that um, instead of really, really breaking down this week specifically. Right. So. And it's, and it's good to do this because now I see a pattern, right? Same thing I did with that Chicago under. I did the same thing with the Browns and the Cardinals. Uh, two – Things I got wrong here. If you live in the past, you die in the past. I was thinking of the 2020 Cardinals, the 2019 Cardinals, instead of the 2021 Cardinals. And I should have thought about this week's rounds with two missing tackles, right? And 20 guys on the injury list. So I should have factored those two things in. We pushed on the total, I thought the total we got right, right? I did learn my lesson that way, that usually this is a game where they go under, but uh, 51 was just too many points. So it was just right at uh, 51. And it was Browns uh, two and a half, and that was a Cardinals, since they were on the road or whatever, it was better to say Cardinals money line. I mean, Brown, yeah, Cardinals money line on the road and the most likely outcome because the Cardinals, even though they're high, 
uh, passing offense air raid. They do like to control the ball. They do like to give their defense a rest uh, and not, you know, just blow out the score unnecessarily. So, especially earlier in the defense uh, in the year where the defense is having completely been worn out, uh, the under 51, I think it's okay. Later on in the season, the over 51 is going to be uh, okay. All right. And then uh, the last one, well, there's two. Uh, there's the Patriots plus four under 51 that I got wrong, but the podcast got right. So Chad, right? It's always better. That's why it's always can you hear me? good. Yeah, now I can hear you. That's why it's always good to have people who are smarter and tougher than you are. The podcast got it right with Dallas minus three. I had the Patriots plus four. Now that's a game where it's 2021 20, with two minutes left. And Belichick thinks he can run out the clock. Right. <laughs> and right when it was right before that third down, so it's 2021. You got two minutes and 14 seconds left. You got again that down and distance again. We've been noticing we get quarterbacks, third and four. What do you call? So McDaniels and Belichick, they call a crossing route down the middle of the field. Gets tipped, boom, pick six. Now, if they run the ball with a trap, right, uh, pin Dallas deep, Belichick likes to put it on the defense, or you get the first down, the game is over. Same thing with going deep like they did the subsequent possession, right? Uh, like it did the subsequent possession. Then I think they, they get the first down, they probably even get a touchdown, right? Because uh, Dallas, at that point in time, right? Dallas is... Bunching up the middle of the field, right? Because even with uh, – if we can explain this, chat, because I think we're seeing this a lot, right? Uh, did you do this in uh, – maybe at this, in the CFL or in arena or in college where you line up in man, but you're really playing zone? Or you're really playing zone, right? Or – yeah, you line up in man and you end up playing zone or you line up in zone and you end up playing man. All the time, yeah, just trying to disguise the covers. Uh, right. and makes it harder for the uh, for the quarterback and then harder for the receiver, you know, the receiver recognition. Right. So Because they usually right. have conversions, you know, built in. You know, they'll have – a receiver will have two routes, you know, like, okay, right. I'll this play. If it's man, you run this. If it's zone, you run this. Right. So if you're giving him a cloudy read and he, you know, he running, he's running the man route and it's really zone. Um, he's, running, yeah. he's running the man beater when it's zone, or running the zone beater when it's man. Yeah. So they get confused and boom, interception. Uh, that was just a bad throw. 
or he was confused. He was hesitating. That situation, I think you're putting too much pressure on the quarterback. Run the draw, right? Or run a streak route where he's not really thinking. He's just throwing it up there, and it's good as a punt. Right. Pin him deep or whatever. And if you stop the clock, which is what they were thinking anyways, he had a two-minute – he had a two-minute warning. Uh, but – that one play made it Dallas plus three, and we all had under 40, uh, 51. Uh, I think in these situations, these, these, well, 51 is a lot of points. Regardless, that was a lot of points for that game. At that point, it was 21-20. It was 41 points with two minutes left in the game. Yeah. He, he completes that one play, or he gets a better play call, right? The other thing, too, is that Mac Jones – is an athletic quarterback. Roll the man out. Give him an RPO. <laughs> you know, or block for him on plus one. He might get a first down. He might not. But you're, but you're not turning the ball over with a pick six. What do you think about that game? Yeah, so I was on the Cowboys in this one. I think I got a little bit lucky on the side just with the late pick six and then the overtime touchdown, um, you know, because a field goal wouldn't have covered. Right. So, Cowboys, um, I got a, got a little lucky there, I think. Uh, I think, you know, the Patriots, I, I was feeling when it was 22 to 21, I felt like the Patriots were the right side. I felt like you were on the right side there. Yeah, then the total, I don't really feel too bad about. You know, like you said, it was 21 to 20. We're at 41. We're 10 points under. Right. With, you know, three, four minutes to go. You get a pick six from from Cowboys, touchdown, and Pages get the ball back, drive it all the way down the field. You know, if they don't tie the game up to send it to overtime, it goes under. Right. So they tie it up right at the end of regulation to make the game go over, and then we get another overtime touchdown. So it goes way over. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, that game. And they try to confuse uh, it, right, because they were playing man. Yeah, like you said. if it, So, I mean, if, if <laughs> Mac doesn't throw the pick six, they run the trap or that. Patriots cover that game goes under. Right. Even with the pick six, if the Cowboys can just come out and stop them, it still right. goes under. Yeah. So, why were they playing man, or was the or the or or secondary uh, was confused? Yeah. So I do think I do think that the, your thinking with the Patriots was good. I think I got lucky with my Cowboys side, and then the the under I think was I think we were right there, man, and it just you know kind of bet luck luck worked against it. Luck worked. For me on the side and against me on the total. Right. Right. But it's good. It's good for, for thoughts as we start picking the next game. So last game we'll look at is Monday night. So this was the opposite. This is a one I got right podcast. I don't know. You can go either way on this. I mean, the only reason I got mine right was because um, I forgot to put in my pick earlier. And I hadn't picked it, and I, I was not only seeing line movements. It went from five to six and a half. Then I got distracted by a client, and then when I got back to it, it was at seven and a half. So a lot of people were chasing because they did this all these parlays and teasers with Jacksonville on it, thinking they were going to lose, and then they were chasing on Monday night, and 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 the Bill fans, right? road game so they all piled into the casinos on monday they went to foxwoods all those casinos down there that 
that uh, up there that uh, are now have legalized sports betting and ballooned that line to probably eight at kickoff, <laughs> plus eight at kickoff. And then Monday night, right? I said it on the podcast. Uh, Monday, the Monday night dog, the famous Monday night dogs cover 80% of the time. Uh, this is a playoff team with Derrick Henry. And the Bills got the benefit of the whistle. That's why I, I really don't think that the Bills minus five was really that bad of a game at all. At all. Because if the refs, if, if the Bills don't get the benefit of the whistle, they might have gotten blown out in that game because they got, uh, you know, offensive pass interference where the Bills get a, a field goal rather than a touchdown. But those two field goals at the, at the beginning of the game are pure Steve Spurrier. Losers kick field goals, winners score touchdowns. So if McDermott puts a little bit more faith in his two Pro Bowl wide receivers and his MVP quarterback and, and his uh, stacked offensive line, right, to score touchdowns in those situations, you guys cover. What do you think about that game? Probably. Yeah, you know, we went against the home dog on Monday Night Football. We know that's 80%. Um, you know, I think we thought that the Bills were a team on a mission, that they were uh, they were the team that could possibly, um, you know, be that 20% winner on, on as a Monday Night favorite on the road. Um, you know, uh, is Rabel a, a defensive guy, Josh? Yeah, he, he won three Super Bowls. As the middle linebacker calling the defense, you know, so Belichick put the defense on Brabo to call the defense. Yeah, so he's a I, true I, and true Belichick uh, defensive guy. He was a he was a player too from Belichick. Yeah, he won three Super Bowls as a middle linebacker for your New England Patriots. Okay, wow. So, um, yeah, I knew he was part of the Belichick tree. I didn't know exactly that, but so with that. Um, they, they dialed up a great game plan, man. Shout out Elijah Mold and then Ricky DB playing right. that nickel off of the tie and see himself. Worked out with him, man. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had himself a, a great game. Um, kind of, and, uh, you know, I just think, you know, they had, they had five or six DBs on the field, uh, a lot right. of snaps. They were running the nickel and the dime a lot. Uh, right. you know, I think that was a good defensive scheme. Put those extra DBs of extra cover guys. Uh, for that scramble drill for Allen buying time uh, down by the goal line, you know, his scramble drill, but they had six DBs and they were clamped up. There was no one getting loose on the scramble right. drill. Um, saw that a couple of times throughout the game. So I think, uh, you know, I think Vrabel dialed up a great defensive scheme there. Uh, you know, um, you know, that we were all over the over that game went over by the end of the third quarter. We, we right. nailed that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too bad about the bills. You know, I think, they get that first down conversion. They get it. They touch down there. Um, you know, there's a, a good chance they're going to cover that spread there and get that touchdown. Even if it kicked the field goals and goes to overtime, they win the toss, goes for a touchdown, then cover right. the spread way. Right. So, um, you know, I don't think it was a terrible pick. We just missed it. Uh, I just think, yeah, with Derrick Henry, a playoff team, um, and uh, Vrabel's defensive scheme, man, they just – they dialed it up and, uh, you know, and, and got, got got a stop on that fourth fourth and one and got it done. Right. Right. 
So, so I think good job by us. I like this because you got to admit your mistakes. Uh, we're male, so it's all father knows best. We're supposed to have all the answers. So when we don't, it's humiliating, right? It's upsetting. Uh, but you have to confront those feelings. So you get to the other side and now you learn and then you profit from it. Literally, in this case, uh, 25 straight weeks, right? Because we're doing something that's outside the box that a lot of people can't do. It's funny because I was talking to my wife or texting my wife when I was jogging earlier. And we're talking about just that. People that get into adulthood and can't confront their feelings, can't take constructive criticism. And it's better to take constructive criticisms than when I worked at a job at a corporation, it was a constructive insult. <laughs> so it's better to torture yourself than have somebody else torture you. And man, do you have an edge. So Chad, what are your last thoughts? As we head into tomorrow, tonight we do our research, today we do our research, and tomorrow uh, we get a the big podcast, NFL podcast. Uh, final thoughts. I just think, you know, you can only learn from the games you get wrong. So, uh, right. you know, it sucks to, to lose money and, and see that money come out of your bankroll. But uh, if you can just take every loss as an opportunity to examine your thinking and get better and use the Hawthorne effect to increase the outcome, you know, right. 10 15%. Um, you know, the games you get right, you don't get to learn from those like you do the games you get wrong. So, uh, you know, there's there's no there's only wins and learning, right? No losses. Right. We learn from all our losses. We don't lose, we learn. So I think that's a that's my final thoughts for this one. That's awesome. And we always close with uh, uh, Winston Churchill. And I think we're giving a lot on this podcast. Uh, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one cost us $800 and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shitting the work. That's why I'm wearing those shoes and I roll my butt and I get a limousine stuck out there a mile long.